Hi everyone and welcome to In Conversation, a video series from SHIFT. Today our video topic is going to be diversity in recruitment practices and we'll be talking to Jason Jones who is the Senior Recruitment Marketing Specialist over at DraftKings. Welcome Jason, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me Grace. Awesome to talk to you. So can we start out by just having you introduce yourself a little bit, tell us about yourself and tell us about uh, DraftKings more broadly and what you guys do. Yes. Uh, so my name is Jason Jones and I am the Senior Recruitment Marketing Specialist here at DraftKings. Uh, my career in tech began around 2013-ish uh, where, where I was in a traditional talent acquisition role. So I was tasked with uncovering uh, passive talent. By passive, that means anyone not actively applying for a new role. And so so my role was to find people based off of the hiring needs of the hiring manager qualifications. Uh, I would source them, get them on the phone, pre-sell them on the role in the company. And then finally, if they were interested, I would pass them along to my recruiting partner to get them into the candidate pipeline. DraftKings is a digital sports entertainment and gaming company with products that range from daily fantasy sports, regulated gaming and digital media uh, headquartered in Boston, Massachusetts. We launched in 2012 uh, and we are the only U.S. based vertically integrated sports betting partner. Wow, that's awesome. So can you contextualize for us a little more when we talk about recruitment and recruitment marketing specifically? Um, to me, that's actually a, a kind of new field and a new title. It probably depends on the size of the company you work at that you would even have a recruiting department or, or someone that does that. So what in the scope of a larger company, what is the importance of recruitment writ large? What, what influence does that have over a company as a whole? So, so recruiters are your talent market experts. And they do more than just post a job on a job board and then field resumes uh, and call as applicants. They are consultants to the business, especially in times of rapid growth. So, so when I used to recruit for tech talent, my hiring managers would have an ideal candidate in mind and it was my job to find that person. If that candidate didn't exist, I would use data to say why. Maybe the, the company's compensation range didn't match what the market was paying. Uh, maybe maybe there maybe the talent market had a low number of, of of ideal candidates, or the technology that they that the company was using didn't align with the market skills. So it's a recruiter's job to work with the business to find the right talent, not just fill roles. Recruitment marketing has many benefits, and I'll touch on a few. The first is creating an employee value proposition. So what makes your company unique and special? What's your secret sauce? Uh, recruitment marketers take your EVP, we inject it into internal and external touch points. Your EVP is woven through your career site, job descriptions, marketing campaigns, social media content, you know, et cetera. So, yeah. uh, so your EVP is your differentiator to attract the right candidates. Another influence um, that we have is summed up by a talent oper operating system called Beamery. And they have a quote that says, people don't apply to jobs, they apply to brands. Hmm. So candidates wanna work for a company that aligns with their values and goals. Uh, what we're seeing now are a lot of companies making statements in support of, of the Black Lives Matter uh, movement. And if your company's staying quiet uh, or their statement 
doesn't seem genuine employees and the public are going to press you about where you stand on the topic. So right. recruit marketers work to make sure the company is seen as a career destination for right can for the right candidate, but not all candidates. Right. Right. That makes perfect sense. And you touched on this a little bit, but I wonder if you can go a little bit deeper in the direct influence that recruitment marketing has on the atmosphere of a company, the, the kind of um, employee experience of a company. So um, we're going to get a little bit later into kind of how recruitment affects business and the bottom line and, and the, the success, financial success of a company, but more in terms of a, a company culture and the experience of the employees at that company. What is that influence of recruitment marketing on the employee or company experience? So uh, I'm going to start external and then, uh, and then make my way internal yeah. uh, to answer this question. So, and so, so, so when doing my job, I think about the candidate journey. How, how are candidates finding DraftKings and what mechanism are they doing, um, are they using uh, to research the company as an employer of choice? So by understanding their journey, I work with the business to produce authentic content that will convert them to an applicant. Take Glassdoor, for example. Uh, if marketing content on our Glassdoor page says that we're a tech company, but there aren't any reviews from anyone in a tech role. Right. You're not giving someone a compelling reason to consider DraftKings as a destination. Yeah. So, so our employment brand externally is called DraftKings Life, especially on social media. And so our strategy when we launched DraftKings Life was to showcase our people and our, our employees who directly impact the products that users enjoy. So, so we worked a spotlight employees with unique backgrounds and stories um, that appeal to different audiences um, who are looking at DraftKings as their next employer. And so I believe that storytelling is important for recruitment marketers because stories, the stories you tell result in interests um, that you garner from candidates. If I'm an employee, um, you know, one of the top reasons why a candidate may leave your company is because they don't feel valued or, or feel like their voice is going to hurt we work to tell the voice of, of, of our employees. Imagine, imagine you spend like six months working on a tough project and you get it out the door and there's no one there just to say good job. Right. Like you're going to feel pretty crummy. And so, and so, and so we work, and so we work to tell our employees stories, really put them on a pedestal, let them shine, let them be the star athlete, whether it's on social media or or, or on our drafting site podcast, um, to kind of to kind of puff at their chest a little bit and yeah. uh, and tout and tout their wins. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I feel like the the um, recognition <laughs> piece is so important to company culture and to be able to highlight that and to be able to to make your employees your current employees feel yes. like their work is being appreciated i can imagine that your potential employees see that and say oh that looks really great i i want to be a part of a brand and a company that does that That's it's important to have that representation exactly exactly so when you're when you're doing your job day today and when you're thinking about um recruiting to as many talented candidates as you can, do you think directly about 
diversity in your recruitment role, is that something that's top of mind for you in making sure that you are making DraftKings a brand that is attractive to the best candidates in the field and also a diverse group of candidates, be that gender, race, sexuality, that, that you're representing a lot of different people and making yourself attractive to a lot of different people. How important is that in your job and why is that important in your job? Uh, so we've seen stats of how tech companies struggle to hire for diversity. When companies continue to tap into the same sources of talent, the wealth dries up quickly. So by making your company attractive to diverse audiences, you expand your talent pool to new candidates who previously wouldn't have, who you previously wouldn't have come across. So being a black male in tech, representation matters. And yeah. so by hiring diverse talent, your employer brand improves and becomes uh, because because it appeals to different candidates, deepening your talent pools for future hiring needs. Many people aren't aware that DraftKings is a technology company. We hire and employ hundreds of software engineers and data analysts. So if all of our external content featured people who look the same, we'd right. struggle to hire anyone who looked differently. That could provide different diverse thoughts and ideas right. to improve our company and products. So as a marketer, I'm very sensitive to to who and how we spotlight uh, our employees and culture. If we're not proactively addressing hiring for diversity, the market is going to question why everyone on our career site, but also on our social media handles looks the same. Right. And I imagine that, you know, in a lot of companies and many companies, there's always that question of business practices and mm -hmm we're all looking at the bottom line, we're all looking at financials, and I have this experience all the time. I think we all do that any kind of, anything we want to do kind of has to be justified. Yes. Like, great idea, but how is that really gonna help our business? What's How's the that ROI? Really gonna, what's the ROI on that cool new project you're working on, which is, you know, understandable. So in terms of recruitment marketing and specifically diversity in recruitment marketing, is there kind of a, business side of this that that you can speak to around um, the financial importance of making sure that your team has a diverse group of voices and experiences and stories because how does that actually benefit the bottom line of the business that you're doing exactly so diverse teams are six times more likely to be innovative and agile than homogeneous teams according to uh, Deloitte research so, so as, as DraftKings enters into new states with unique regulations, we need this ability to be agile, innovative with respect to our product suite. Yeah. One estimate says that Blacks make up 9% of core IT roles in the tech industry. Imagine if the NBA or the NFL were made up of only we're made up of 9% of black athletes. Mm. The contributions of lone and black athletes overall to these major sports leagues are invaluable. So by improving that 9% of blacks in tech roles, imagine the endless possibilities of thoughts and ideas to progress technology for the masses. Uh, it's right. important that we aim for parity to our geography and markets uh, in order to reflect the values and expectations um, of our customers and employees. So that same Deloitte study also says that diverse teams are two times more likely to meet and exceed financial targets uh, wow. and, eight, and eight times more likely to achieve better business outcomes. 
can't argue with that, right? (laughs) (laughs) Those that that's hard numbers that um, I think it's really important to be um, hearing data like that real data, because again, at the end of the day, when we're talking business, Mm -hmm. um, if you don't have numbers to back up what you're doing, it's really, really hard to get some of these initiatives started. And it's really hard to justify. Um, So I, I love hearing data like that and saying, no, look, really, it's not just me saying this, it actually exactly. is going to improve the work you're doing, the financials you're bringing in, your ROI on, on the, the hours that your team is putting in. Yes. Love, love hearing stuff like that. Yes. If we can like come back down a little bit from, from 10,000 feet down to, the, <laughs> down to the real world. So in, in the role you do and, and in the work you do every day, what are some actual tangible things you do in your job to make sure that when candidates are looking at DraftKings, that they're seeing a diverse, happy, great place to work. What, what, what do you actually do to make sure that you're reaching those goals that you set out for yourself? So it's, it's all about making your employment brand um, attainable uh, to, to candidates. Um, it's, it's, but it also starts with your employee value proposition, but also your candidate personas. We could, we could say to her blue in the face, DraftKings is a great place to work. We're a great place to work. Come in, come and tackle great tech challenges. Well, what's validating that statement? Yeah. Is it, is it, is it what we think technologists want to know, or is it what our employees are telling us? And so, and so, and so everything we do is rooted in data. It goes back to, it also is driven by our employees. Being the voice and the face of our employees and our culture, it would be ingenuine if I were just to, to, to go to market with something that, that wouldn't resonate with, right. uh, with our culture. And DraftKings has a type of culture where, where it's encouraged to speak up. If you disagree, respectfully speak up um, and say, hey, I understand why you did something. Here's why I disagree. Um, and it's not attacking you on, um, it's respectful. And so what I'm constantly doing is anything that I am turning out from an external standpoint, I'm constantly getting internal validation. Mm-hmm. Hey, does this piece of content resonate um, with you software engineer? Or if, if, I, if you're a product analyst, um, is, your, is your value proposition for why you work at DraftKings um, New DraftKings being publicly traded and whatnot, does does that still resonate with you? Because because what we find is um, throughout throughout a company life cycle of starting from a small startup to to maybe being a big company, there are different there are different levers uh, for why people stay at your company. Some people right. want to. Some people want to work at a small company where it's fast, agile, get things done. Some people want to work for a big company where there's a process in place and, uh, uh, and they want to know what's coming before, mm-hmm. what's here, and then, and, and then what's after. And so we're constantly working with our employees and also the culture just to understand what's the value prop of, of, of DraftKings, even as we grow um, and, and scale, what keeps you here, why, and what... Uh, uh, and what can we do to tell a story to attract other other like-minded people? Yeah, I'm hoping you can share for us a, a specific example of something um, you've implemented, maybe a 
a specific recruiting project, maybe um, a partnership you made with an outside company, but something specific that that you've done in your role at DraftKings where you actually saw um, that kind of positive, tangible result that you were looking for, where you were like, oh, I did this thing and now I'm seeing more of the people that I want to see come in. Can you tell us something something about one of those examples? Yeah, so so I'm the co-host of the DraftKings Live podcast with another member of our talent acquisition team. And we've really, we've had success in the past showcasing uh, our people and culture. Um, but but in 2020, we wanted to explore a new medium uh, that that would go deeper and share stories of our employees outside of just a picture and a quote. And so the podcast really allows us within 20 minutes or so to really dive deep and, and, and understand your first impressions of the company, why you join, um, what keeps you here, what are some challenging projects you're able to tackle, um, but also what's the model or mantra that you, uh, that you live by every day. I'm a firm believer is I'm not, I'm not identified by, by my job title. Like I'm not a recruitment marketer, but I'm Jason, the recruitment marketer. And so, right. so we really want to understand who's the person behind the job title and telling these stories are really invaluable to anyone considering DraftKings uh, uh, as an as our next employer. And so, so we started the podcast in March um, and we've been really pleased with the uh, organic success so far from internally in the company, but also externally from candidates in the market um, who are looking at DraftKings as employer of choice. And, um, and our guests are chosen based off our hiring priorities, but mm. also current events. So with June being Pride Month, our, our guests are members of the DK Pride Business Resource Group. I love, I mean, I, I, like I mentioned, we, we also uh, broadcast this series as a podcast. Mm -hmm. I feel like the, the audience and the engagement get you get on a podcasting platform is, it just allows you to go so much deeper in any one topic than you would ever be able to get on a blog post or exactly. a newsletter blurb or something. Like we can really spend 30 or 40 minutes really talking about this. And that is unlike any other type of marketing and I'm I'm loving the the surge of of the kind of podcasting platform because it just <laughs> it allows us to to have these conversations in a way that Same. we can actually engage and not just you know scratch the surface on something um same and, and especially with like quarantine in place i'm like I, right. like I, I i always have a or sorry with shelter in place i always have a podcast on where i'm like doing the dishes cleaning cleaning the floors Not vacuuming that. taking the dog for a walk around the neighborhood so it's really good to consume different types of of, of content throughout your life as we're kind of kind of hunker down yeah and it's so easy it's literally like you said <laughs> put it on in the background and you just kind yeah. of it's always kind of playing in your head so i i love that i'm glad a lot of us are really jumping into that space so a lot of people watching and listening to this you know work in different areas of media mm -hmm. and tech and production and agency and marketing you know various swaths of of the kind of industry that that we're all working in the tech industry if if I wanted to begin to kind of evaluate our own recruitment practices, I feel like the the first step to any sort of change is first kind of an understanding of where you already are. So I wonder if you can give any advice or guidance on on someone who's working in a company where they want to start to evaluate their recruitment marketing and, and their recruitment practices and how they can kind of first start to just measure it. Where do you even begin to, to, to look at 
okay, where are we right now? And then let's talk about what we can do differently, but what's that first step? Uh, so, so your measurement efforts are only as good as your data integrity. And so what that means is you need a baseline to give you a starting point of where to improve. Uh, if you're in talent acquisition or HR, I recommend start with your applicant tracking system. What are their data measurement capabilities? If your ATS can give you the bare minimum, that's a great start, uh, but maybe presents a business case to invest in a applicant tracking system that provides deeper analytics. Another good starting point is your source of hire, time to fill, cost per hire, quality of hire, as your data capturing becomes more sophisticated, you can also fold and can experience diversity, stat, diversity stats, mm. uh, offer acceptance rate, and channel effectiveness. Your data capturing will involve as your company evolves. So right. if you work for a small startup and, uh, uh, and you have a small team, if, if you're lucky to do so at a startup with everything being so, so, you know, so scrappy, yeah. uh, Having the ability to capture key metrics is important. Work with the business to ask them, what do you care about hiring manager um, as I'm sitting down with you to understand, understand your recruitment needs. Don't just capture and present vanity metrics to your hiring managers, but really ask them, ask them what they care about. Recruitment data can also be uh, an indicator of strength of relationships in the market. We partner with our people analytics team uh, to tell the full story of an employee experience, but 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 also start with what you have and build and build up to what you need to capture to tell the whole story. Yeah, and and in a situation where maybe uh, a company is looking at their own um, either their DEI practices and that's diversity, equity, and inclusion, or their um, recruitment practices, or they're even just looking at their own workforce and saying, we've done something wrong. We are not representing the, the group of people that we want to be representing. We need to make a change. I can imagine there's almost a bit of a catch 22 here. We were talking earlier about, about representation and, um, the experience of an applicant coming into a company and seeing people that look like them and seeing people that they relate to specifically people in on the sea level in positions of power and saying oh there's a woman in that position there's a black man in that position i can now see myself at this company mm -hmm. let's say you're a company that just isn't where they want to be and they want to start to do better how mm -hmm. can you kind of get out of that cycle what are some like real <laughs> actionable things that uh, that a uh, um HR manager or recruiting manager can do to start that process? So I would say is you're not alone. So don't worry, <laughs> you're definitely not alone. Given recent times, corporate America is scrambling to get their house in order to fix this issue. So before you get started, ask yourself, why diversity matters to your business? Are you doing it because you feel that, are you doing it because everyone else is doing it mm -hmm. or do you care about hiring diverse talent? I say that because uh, if your company is looking to make a diverse hire, 
uh, and there's no support system in place to allow them to do their best work, your diverse hire is going to walk out the door. Right. So to get started, partner with your people analytics team to uncover the data across employee lifecycle. If you don't have that capability, reach out to a DEI consultant who can assist and guide you along this journey. It's 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 by no means a sprint, it's a journey. Yeah. And so and so at DraftKings, we complement our people analytics team um, in, in information with learnings from, from our consultant, uh, and they're called KJR. So consultancies can help with the data piece as well. The main takeaway is this isn't just one person's job or one team's job. It takes a collective effort from highly engaged people internally and externally uh, to solve this, and there isn't a sole solution or answer. Yeah. Well, before I let you go, Jason, I wanted to see if there were any um, organizations, action items, mm -hmm. resources that we can check out, anything on your radar that um, might be valuable to share with our audience, anything that we can check out to get started, to learn more, or just read more, learn more, anything, <laughs> anything at all that you'd like to share. Yeah, yeah, okay, great, some problems. So, so this problem that we're facing is systemic, uh, and there's no one organization or, or resource group, but we all have the ability um, and can have the ability to affect change. So if you, if you in your organization have the resources to explore uh, groups and resources, do so. If you have a corporate social responsibility team, leverage their expertise as a starting point. At DraftKings, we partner with Vets, with Vets in Tech to launch Tech for Heroes. It's a program that provides uh, vets and their spouses with high-tech job training uh, skills. Uh, but also, too, outside of that, it's who are, the, who are the vendors are you partner with for swag, food, other solutions? Are they minority or, or women-owned? Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, there are ways, there are ways to make an impact across all efforts and it takes a lot of work, but the work is worth it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jason. I so appreciate you, you taking the time to, to talk with us and talk about the work that you do. I know that um, obviously this is a, a big conversation that has so many facets, but to really hone in on something so specific to say, when we talk about diversity in the workforce, it really begins with recruitment and recruitment marketing. So I, I am grateful for your time. Thank you for sharing your expertise with us. And um, hopefully we will we'll talk to you again sometime soon. Thank you, Grace. Had a fun.